We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. Uh, he's made the rounds today. You got to be tired. I saw you on Squawk Box this morning. So I was uh, up early. The DraftKings boss is here. Jason Robbins, he's here down from Boston for the day. Welcome. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I saw you on uh, on Squawk Box, which is seven o'clock this morning. So you've had a busy day, right? And my flight was delayed last night. Oh, so really? I didn't get much sleep, so I'm a little slow. You'll understand. So, ha- so uh, you know, it's it's interesting when we get to this time of year. Uh, what you guys do has become such a, a big part of of the sports scene. I mean, it's it's and, and everyone wants to know what the update is. How many states are we now? Is it eleven? Is that the number that eleven states now have legalized gambling? Eleven uh, have legalized sports betting, and there's more coming. There's actually fourteen total if you include lottery states that have online. Um, now, not all of them are actually live yet. A bunch of them still are in the process of regulating uh, and, and launching, but hoping just this NFL season we can get live in Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Indiana, and Iowa. How has, in all metropolitan area, how has Jersey been for the, your, this, this is year two of Jersey, right, for the football season. I think if I remember right, it started last June, right, or July when they got legalized last year. How, how has it been as an experience just for the metropolitan area? How has Jer- Jersey's been very successful, right? They, aren't they like the number one state now for that stuff? They just passed Nevada. It's hard to believe considering how long That's amazing when you think about it, right? Betting. In one year, New Jersey passed Nevada. I mean, there's more people here, but still, that's right. fast. Nobody thought it was going to happen that fast. New Jersey's really, you know, they've been kind of that, uh, that crowning uh, jewel that people look at and say, this is proof it works. This is how you do it right now. There's always things that can be better, but I think they really got a model that, that works. Uh, and everyone wants to know about New York. What, what mm-hmm. can you, you know, and I, I know, you know, because a lot of people think that New York, Jersey is so successful because people go across the border. New York people go across and bet, which is true. We know it happens, but uh, we don't know to the extent. But New York is what the one, it's what we care about, but it's what everybody pays attention to. Where are we with New York from your standpoint? Well, I definitely think you're right that it, there, are, there are people going across. Uh, a lot of our bets come within 15, 20, 30 miles of the border. So, right. you know, a lot of people live there, but there's no doubt uh, people are crossing over, and you hear stories all the time about it. So I think that's definitely contributing to it. New York's launching in the brick-and-mortar space this year. We're about to go with ours uh, up at Del Lago Resort. But really, you know, online and mobile is what people want, especially for those in Manhattan where – it's a bit of a hike to drive up there. So I'm hoping it happens soon. You know, we're working hard behind the scenes to try to work with lawmakers to get it done, and hopefully it'll happen uh, in the next year or so. What is the hardest, for, for behind the scenes, what is the hardest thing for a state to either reckon with or justify to get their, their, their state launched? What is, what is the barrier so my brief experience, what happens is in those cases where everyone who's a stakeholder just sort of agrees and there's not opposition, it flies through. 
whenever there's different perspectives or opposition, then it becomes hard for lawmakers. And a lot of times in these markets like this that are brand new, that it's still sort of being figured out state by state, the easiest thing for a lawmaker to do is say, you know what, if you guys can't all agree, let's wait and see how some others play out, and then I'll know what's best. Um, and, you know, they're not experts in every area, so they're really counting on the stakeholders to say, hey, here's how to do it. And when you have two different sets telling different things, that can hold it up. So that's really the biggest thing. And then, you know, beyond that, it's just priority. A lot of stuff is going on in New York, and there are a lot of really important priorities. And um, as much as you and I love sports, and as much as I love sports betting, it may not be number one on their list. So it's also just waiting your turn in line. Yeah, well, look look how long, look how hard it is to get infrastructure done anywhere in this country, So, mm-hmm. as an example. So, I mean, just to get anything done. We're talking with Jason Robbins, who's the uh, founder of DraftKings, and obviously – uh, it has exploded, and DraftKings has been the number one, has been the most successful app, and, and is number one in, in New in New Jersey, which is uh, 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 nice for you guys. And obviously, uh, it's a interesting new field. It's one where we even have, which we didn't think we'd have. We have participation from from these leagues. I yeah. mean, they're involved, which that surprised me. I didn't, I, that's the biggest thing I'd say is the surprise that I didn't think they would be as willing and is maybe as willing and is vision as visionary as they've been in understanding where this is going. But they, they have, they're joined up with you guys more than anything else. They have not been opposition. They, they've been partners. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you know, I think back to when I was a kid or even just five years ago, and I'm like, if you told me there's going to be legal sports betting, and I said, okay, I probably believe you at some point. If you told me all the leagues are going to be the ones at the front lines pushing it, uh, I would have told you you're crazy. So it's been a, a really refreshing surprise. I think it shows that there's a lot of smart people there. Um, there's great leadership. Uh, you know, it all started with Adam Silver writing the op-ed, and right. I think that opened some eyes, and people said, wait a minute. It's actually okay if I'm a league commissioner, executive, to come out in favor of this. And once the seal was broken, you saw others step up. And now, like you said, it's really an embrace. And, of course, they have their own views on what's important. And I think for it to really be successful, you can't have the leagues kicking and screaming. Uh, they have to be happy with how things are going. Otherwise, it's hard to imagine you know, this working long term. So I think we're all very fortunate that that's happening, and um, you know they understand it's really good for their game if done the right way. In places where you, in all the state, are you active in all the states that have uh, legalized gambling? Are you active in each one of them? Not yet. We're working to get uh, active. You know, there's a whole licensing process, right. so you have to be licensed individually in each state, right? Okay, yeah. so that takes a little while. So, but you want to be though, right? That's the goal. We want to be national. So if there's 50 states that have legal sports betting, we want to be in all 50. Gotcha. Okay. So how in states like New Jersey, where you can use them as an example, uh, has it impacted your fantasy business? Has your fantasy business gone down where there's been gambling? Has it, have you seen any change in your fantasy business? No. Well, certainly, uh, you know, there's always some crossover, but fantasy is growing in Jersey and across the board. It actually is benefiting, I think, from just having more people on the platform. Interesting. Okay. But, you know, over time, I'm sure, as people have, you know, amounts that they're willing to spend, they'll see uh, some changing of of wallet between it. But that's okay. I think for us, it's really about having the mix of products that people want and letting them pick what they want to play. But at least early on, fantasy is growing. And, you know, this morning, uh, Joe asked you a question about making a big bet on the site and and about you – what you know and how you deal with your 
individual users what 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 do you, what do interaction do you have what do you want to know about someone as they come on as a, as as a user of your site so there's this concept called KYC know your customer that's very important in the regulated gaming industry and other regulated industries like banking as well um, so what that really means is you have to have data proving they're of age you have to have data proving that they're legally able to represent, you know, uh, whoever needs to be represented to make that deposit. And then there's some subjective stuff when it comes to the responsible gaming side. So it kind of varies based on how much they're trying to bet. But generally, we want to know things like, you know, are you able to afford it? And the way that you figure that out is uh, you ask people to give you some sort of demonstration. And that could be, you know, your mortgage. That could be your car payment. But just so something. So you, you you get some financial information from them. We well, it it really depends on the individual exactly what they provide. We don't want to ask anybody for anything they're uncomfortable uh, right. with. And some things, you know. Do you go by how are, much they bet as a as a practice? Like the yeah. So if a guy steps, if a guy's betting twenty five a game, and all of a sudden he wants to make a ten thousand dollar bet, are you going to reject his bet? Well, we wouldn't let anybody come in off the streets uh, and make a ten thousand dollar bet. And so same thing if somebody's betting twenty five and suddenly wants to bet 10, we want to understand, you know, is are they able to afford it? We're not really looking to get into why do you want to make this bet? Why right. is it so different? It's, hey, as, as soon as somebody wants to start betting that amount, there's additional checks that go beyond what you would do for a $25 bet to make sure. And where this all comes from is, um, you know, when we first... But if they have room on their credit card, could they make it? They're, they, they could, they, yeah. They could. But okay. we, well, we, they could certainly make the deposit, but... What we talk about all the time is there's this amazing thing happening now as a sports fan, as a fan of betting, and also just for my company. It's great to see. And you, you start thinking about, okay, we what are the things that could screw this all up, and how do we protect it's, against it? If people having problems. Exactly. That's yes, just, you don't want that. People don't realize you don't want you're no. not trying you're not trying to send them home in a barrel. You want them to be successful, and you want them to enjoy themselves and do it rationally. That's what it's there for. And as soon as people start betting beyond their means, that's one of the handful of things that could bring the whole industry to Agreed. a screaming halt. So Agreed. we got to not get greedy. We got to be careful about Have you that. had a lot of issues with that so far? Not really, because we're pretty careful. We do checks, like I mentioned, to make okay. sure. So, you know, I've seen some places overseas where you could just sign up and make a $50,000 bet. That's but we crazy. Don't have anything like that. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That, that, that's, that's not, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't because it just, you don't have your, to go chase people for money. I mean, you know, you're not sending Rocco to somebody's house. I mean, it's not doesn't work that way. So, you know, and it, it's it, you know, it's 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 an amazing, you know, that this has come into the light and and become a real regular regulated business. I, I guess I thought it would happen, but it's happened quicker than I thought it would. It all came much quicker than I thought it would well, really come. You mentioned come. the leagues thing. Yes. I think that's why it's happening so fast. Because it has credibility. It, yeah. it wouldn't be happening this fast. It's yeah. because of that. you know. So I think it's the perfect storm of the, the path getting clear by the Supreme Court, society being ready for this, technology being able to support for mobile the kinds of checks and security that you need, and then the leagues getting behind it all at the same time. I have my own opinion. Uh, we're talking with Jason Robbins, who's the uh, founder of DraftKings and the CEO. Um, I think that when all the, the bookmakers went to the offshore sites rather than having their own paper accounts and everything, I think whoever you know, watches over all of us. And there is a governmental, mm -hmm. God, we know there's people who watch over everything on the internet. 
they saw how much money was actually being wagered, and I think they were astounded at the numbers that were real. Like, they always, you've always heard estimates of these numbers. I think they're so much larger than people ever thought they were that they were like, this is a money that states said, we got to get involved. We, you know, everyone said, we got to get a piece because there was such a phenomenal amount of money being wagered. It's amazing. I've heard estimates of, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars. Oh, I think it easily is. Easily. I don't even think it's question. It's oh, it easily be, it's right? hundreds of millions. And I think hundreds of billions. Hundreds easily. Of billions. Easily. I totally agree. And that's just the US. Yes. That's just the US. So people know there's big money at stake and yes, there's the tax dollars, but it's also you're not protecting your constituents. They're going out there and they're having to use these services that are illegal. That are not, you know, necessarily looking out for things from a responsibility standpoint. Your money may not be safe. It's pretty a lot easier to deposit than to get your money off of them. So, you know, when you put all that together, it's uh, it's tough to imagine it's a better world where you leave it that way. And I think, you know, that's why you're seeing this happen. Uh, can you tell me? For, let me get a couple of things in the, that that I wonder about now that you've had a with, with what you've learned since you've been in the business. Now, is football as big? in the whole betting scheme of things as everyone always thought it was, is it as big? Is it as dominant? Is it say, well, you tell me what percentage of the annual amount of money is bet on NFL. So it's tough to know because we're still in year one and right. we've been growing so quickly, but it's it, to answer your question. Yes. It's, it's the NFL is still King, right? It is still King. Everyone what would bets. be second? So interestingly, you know, NCAA tournament. It, the NCAA tournament is definitely up there. That would probably be second. College football. College football does well, right? College football does really well. Um, College football, I think, has gained in popularity across the country in the last ten or fifteen years. They've marketed the sport brilliantly. At Big Ten Network and everything else, they really have done a great job. It's funny because you know people ask me why is the NFL so popular and it's a great product. But one of the things I think they did right and college started to replicate this is Sunday is that day. They own it, you know. So Saturday has become they own it. College football, they own it, and there's no other sport that really owns a day like that. Yep, I think it makes a big difference. And as we know, Americans love their football. So you know, if you have good, so college football does well. College football is probably. It's hard to say because of the seasonality, but college sports in general are definitely number two, and college football is probably number two. But all of them, baseball, NBA, have been great. We had a lot of golf betting, especially after Woods won See, the I Masters. Think go- I think golf is the unsung sport. I think it's a great, first of all, great odds on anybody you bet on. Yeah. Plus, there's a lot of fun ways to bet golf. You know, you come up with a lot of different ways that you can present it. it it's a very interesting sport to get, and I think it's gained a lot in popularity. Uh, I think golf's a fun game to bet on for as far, because the, the payoffs are phenomenal. Absolutely. And then, you know, with Tiger Woods winning the Masters, it just increased interest. We need him to get back healthy again. Yeah. But, uh, it's one of those sports that, you know, you could see in the future. And some, you know, it's hard to imagine how you do the play-by-play because it's so fast-moving. But sports like baseball and golf, you know, you can imagine in golf, you can bet on every single stroke if you want. Right? Do you see the future being the individual bet? I want to bet $50 on Notre Dame or is the bet or, or bet $50 on the football giants or is it more of an exotic wager where it's more of a, uh, I'll put in $2 for a chance to win 100000 in some grand scheme of things. I, I, is it more that type of bet or is it more the regular, I'm going to win $50 on a $50 bet? I think for the time being, it's going to be more that latter. But we see a mix of people betting the, you know, what, what we call the big parlays with lots of legs. And um, 
there are people who do that who every day they put in something where they're betting a dollar or two and they could win hundreds of thousands or a million. So you see it, and I, that's going to grow. A lot of people could like that, that, and that, that's the guy who's not going to get hurt either. That's the way you can, you know, you can get anybody involved in that. And you mentioned, like, you guys have a uh, fantasy contest, right? Don't you? Where they Same put, thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell, them, tell them that's coming up, right? So tell them we about that. We have one Thursday night football to start the season, so less than two weeks away. You put in 10 bucks or about 294,000 players. Two hundred ninety-four thousand. Yeah, but players. one of those people. Here's the difference between that and say the lottery. Lottery, maybe nobody wins, and right. the odds are millions, sometimes hundreds of millions to one. Here, you know, somebody's one of those winning. People's winning a million bucks. Second prize, a hundred grand. If right. you finish in the top, and you're putting 60, only, 000, and you're only putting you in ten money. bucks. You only putting in ten bucks, and you make money as long as you finish in the top sixty-two thousand five hundred people. Is that true? So you got a shot at making money just by finishing high, and who knows if you finish first. Get a million, but even if you just miss first, you finish second, you get a hundred grand. So it's real, real money there. And and there's a level of expertise to this, just like there is handicapping horses, where there's a you, you have a chance if you're a better player, you have a level of expertise where you know football, and you understand how this works and how the how the game works and how how you you know how you use points and how you get points and everything else. So there is an expertise to it too. The key thing in those single games, which is Thursday night game, is to figure out the game plan. Who's getting the ball? What's the pace of game going to be? That's how you know who to pick. If you can figure out the game plan, that gives you a lot of information. And then, you know, beyond that, it's figuring out who has the right salaries, other things. But there's a, I mean, it's all about who's the most skilled. It's it's the people who know the sport that do well. Uh, we're talking with Jason Robbins at DraftKings as we get ready to start the season. So what is, uh, what new do you have? What's new for the folks this year coming up? Is there anything? Uh, now, we're only still talking about our jersey. We don't have Connecticut yet. We don't have New York yet. So we just have a New Jersey. Uh, and obviously, a lot of people, though, who are listening are Jersey or can get to Jersey. So mm-hmm. you have to be in the state to wager, right? That's how it works. You do, but you can be right over the border. I mean, Bingo, you'll see right. it as soon you as you drive the over the border. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You, know, big, you can yeah, cross yeah. the bridge in right. the second you're halfway over. It's you can wager. That's yeah. It. And then also, um, you know, what other we, – we have fantasy still nationwide. So right. if you can't make it to Jersey, we have lots of million-dollar-plus prizes going. So I mentioned the one on Thursday. There's another one on Sunday with all the games. Is there is there games that – are there year game? Is every game weekly or are there yearly game games? Every game is weekly every or, game day, is weekly. or one day or one game. Or one game. Yeah, Thursday's just one game. So Thursday's one game, Monday's one game, right? And then – but you have the weekend game. You don't have anything for the whole year or a contest of the whole no, year? No, it's just okay. weekly or daily. But at some point maybe, not not uh, now. Right now we're focused on launching sports betting in new states. Not enough churn then. You want you you guys want to have more churn than that, and there's right? there's a yeah. lot of competition too. I mean, there's already a big presence there with ESPN and others. So, you know, we prefer to try to go into new territory. We think we can get a, heads, uh, a leg up over others and not try to go compete with Disney and ESPN, who's been doing this for a while and has deep pockets. And is it, is, is it working? I mean, has it, have you seen the growth and have this, has it, you know, everyone knows DraftKings. We know how successful it's been, but has it been what you would thought it would be? How, are you growing at the level that you thought you would grow at? More. I mean, this has been well beyond even what we expected, and we had high hopes. It's unbelievable. I can't believe the appetite. And like you said, who knows how much are people crossing over New York and other things. But, I mean, Jersey as a market has grown 14 times year over year for us just from the introduction of these products. Wow, 14 times, huh? 14 times wow. in one year. Is Jersey, of the states that are involved, Jersey's number one, right? 
Jersey's number one. Jersey is less than 3% of the population, but it's almost a third of our revenue now. How about that? Yeah, that is big. unbelievable. And you think there's clearly a New York influence in that, though, clearly, right? I would have to think so, but, yeah. um, you but, know. You know. But Jersey's got a lot of people in it. Jersey has yeah. a lot of people, too. It's, yeah. Even if you take that out, though, it's still huge. I mean, I'd love to see New York and others. We're going to be launching this year, uh, I hope so anyway, this NFL season in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Iowa. I mean, just getting this product to more people is our goal now, and trying to give them a great experience. And if we do that, we're going to grow very quickly. Uh, are the states using? Are the states all different in how they're approaching this? Are they? Uh, is that the case, or can you suggest a format that is working with one state? I'm sure there's one that you'd like to push towards them to help them along. Is that happening, or are they all looking to do things their own ways and they're cutting things up their own ways as far as taxes go? It's a mix. Um, you know, each has their own stance. Like someone told me Pennsylvania's thing is is crazy for players. It's not good. Someone told me that already. Yeah, Pennsylvania's got some crazy taxes or something. I don't know. I, that's what someone was telling me. I was playing golf the other day, and someone was saying, oh, Pennsylvania, you can't wager in Pennsylvania with the thing because there's some crazy tax on it or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that's what they were telling me. They all are doing it a little different, and, um, you know, it'll be a few years of that, and then I think it'll start to become clear what There'll works. There'll be a standardized thing that works. It'll all gravitate towards that. But in the beginning, everybody's got different ideas, and one of the nice things about this being state by state is you can get a look at how those different ideas play out without it taking – you know, the downside if it were national is they, they get it wrong once and it's wrong. Here you get some states that get it right, some that don't, and – you'll get to see, and over time, the ones that didn't, they'll say, oh, wait, that's working, and they'll go that direction. Will all the future be right here, Jason, on the phone and on and, and doing it from the app, or will bricks and mortars be an issue where you need to have a couple of emporiums for people to go to? I think eventually everything is going to be online and mobile. Not everything, but a very high percentage. But, you know, there are things you can't replicate online with the in-person experience, and also, I think if people are going and wagering for the first time, some feel more comfortable before they know your brand, you know, going and, and seeing a person face-to-face. -face. There's different reasons you want that, but about 80 to 85% of the revenue in Jersey is already coming from online and mobile, and it's just going to go up. So that's clearly where it's going, and it's not like that's a unique thing either. Virtually every industry on the planet's had that happen, so um, no reason to think that this would be any different. And you guys, you give... Uh I mean, obviously, the key is uh, there's a lot of bang for the buck. There's a lot of competition. For, you know, there's casinos, there's lotteries, there's horse racing. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, if you want to call this the entertainment dollar, there's a whole lot of competition for the entertainment dollar. There is, and, you know, that's just in the gaming space. We talked about about two summers ago, we started to see a little bit of drop-off in some of our players, and my team said, and I said to my team, what's happening? And they said, you know, people are going to the beach. They're, I'm like, well, we're competing with the beach. You got to be better than the beach. You have to make a product where instead of going to the beach with their friends, they want to sit home and watch baseball all day and play daily fantasy sports on DraftKings. That's how we know we've been successful. So that's how we view it. You got to compete with anything anybody could do with their discretionary dollar. It doesn't matter if it's going out for a nice dinner, going to the beach, or playing the lottery. That's who we're competing against. And if we give them, you know, one of the VCs, I met about five, six years ago when we were fundraising. He was trying to understand our product. It was brand new then. He's doing this math in his head, and he's like, okay, let me think. So I go to the movies, and I pay 30 bucks for you know, uh, some, some popcorn and the ticket and everything, and I get two hours entertainment. I play your product. I could put in 10 bucks, and I get a whole day's entertainment. So 
dollars per hour's entertainment. I like your product better. It's like, it a really interesting way of looking at it. I never forgot that. And so I always tell my team now, give people more entertainment for their per do, uh, per hour. Excuse me, give people more entertainment for their dollar, and you can measure it any way you want. But if you do that, then they're going to spend time with us. And is the key that they're attracted to the game or are they attracted to the payoff? They're, to both, right? I think so. Somebody, I was talking to somebody else about this topic too, and um, I think it's rooted in how people enjoy and experience sports. So most people who watch sports, they do it because they have some rooting interest. Right. There's some people. And they like just to be like, right too. They want to be right. Yeah. And they have something that they, whether it's their hometown team or whatever, they want to see happen in the game. Okay. So this just takes it. And instead of it just being my hometown team, my favorite player, I care about something happening in every game. So, but it really plays on the same root reason people watch sports in the first place because they, they think they're going to predict something or they right. have some reason to want to see something happen. And right. This takes it, and now every game, every play can matter, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And, and you say a sport like baseball, which is always, from a gambling standpoint, considered to be kind of a sleepy game, but there's a lot of different ways you can carve baseball up. I mean, especially with individual performances, like the old guys who used to sit in the bleachers and say, all right, uh, Mantle's you know, two, five to two to get three hits in the doubleheader or three and a half hits in the doubleheader. That kind of, they used to play those games on the stoops in New York City. So, you know, take Mantle versus Mays today, how many hits they get, you know, or something like that. You can do that stuff. Totally. I used to have Statomatic when I was a kid. Statomatic, APBA. Yeah, we played APBA, I remember. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I I loved stats. I loved, you know, any, I was, baseball was my first fantasy game, so. I always have a special place. You're a Red Sox fan, though, right? Back then, I, you know, oh, growing you from, up. Uh, where did you grow up? So I grew up in South Florida, and we didn't okay. have any team until I was older. So my favorite team growing up was the Cubs, and then the Red Sox were my other favorite team. I must have had some kind who of was your favorite player? masochist tendency or, uh, you know, something. Ernie Banks? Er, well, Ernie Banks a little before my time. Growing up, it Billy was Andre Williams? Dawson. Oh, Andre Dawson. Favorite. I okay. Andre Dawson. Okay. And he used to live down near us in the offseason. Right. You would see him with the batting cage. He's the nicest guy in the world. He'd always sign autographs for the kids. Such a nice guy, and I loved him. I had his rookie card. He was a good player. He was a really good player. Absolutely. That Just really like Ernie was. Banks never could be a part of a winning team. But yeah, I tell player. you, you know, they had some good teams, but they'd always peter out, as, as you know. It's like in 69, which everyone's honoring this year, the 50th anniversary of this. But, uh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because it plays in so much to what we do every day, you know, because, you know, with what we do with sports every day, this has become kind of part of the daily ritual now. I mean, it's it's there. It's it's part of the fabric. They see it every day. It's part of it every day. So you guys have become part of the fabric of the, uh, you know, of the everyday sports world. I mean, in every day it's there. It's, it's, it's right in front of them. The Internet is there, uh, obviously, and... These, these games are there for them to play. I mean, it really has become a big part of it. It really has. I never thought, I have to admit, when we started out, and I can tell you, guys came to Dog and myself when we were doing this, when there was no one around except Mike and Amir Dog, and that, that was it. And before the internet, before everything else, they came to Dog and myself, and they're like, hey, you guys have to be, you, you guys have the big show. You guys got to be part of this fantasy stuff. And Dog and I like, that's not how we look at football. You know, we don't look at football that way. And we didn't. We dismissed it and never did anything with it. Even when it was starting to catch on, we never – probably the biggest economic mistake I ever made because it, it. I can't believe the legs it's had. I mean, it's been around a long time now. It really has. And that was 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when it was just starting out. And nobody had it. And now it's become this enormous – it really has. That fantasy thing's become an enormous game. I mean, think about – People play it everywhere. I mean, look at how successful the Madden games. I remember when Madden invented that game. I know. I'm, I'm, John used to be on our show every week. 
I remember when Madden invented that game, made him more money than anything else he ever did. <laughs> I mean, it really did. How I, funny is that? Yeah, that game was unbelievable. It's incredibly successful, Madden. I mean, look how big it is now, still. It's probably the best known uh, gaming franchise in sports history. Yes. I remember that game. I, I was obsessed when I was a kid. I was like, for me, all did this you grow? Stuff, is that is that what you grew up was on that game? Every all this stuff, like all this, uh, you know, fantasy uh, video game. It was all love at first sight for me. I loved it. it. I was sports obsessed, and I couldn't get enough. And this was my way of being a part of it. That uh, I never could do on the field. I learned when I was pretty young. I was. What gave good you the enough. thought to start the company? Uh, you know, about seven, eight years ago, my, my co-founder, Matt, brought me the idea, and he knew I was really into sports and fantasy sports, so he knew I'd like it, but it was his idea, and I had batted around with him and Paul, my other co-founder, probably, you know, three, four dozen ideas. None of them seemed any good, and the second I heard this one, I knew. I was like, Matt, you got it. That's the one. And look what it's become, and is it, it's bigger than you ever thought possible, right? Oh, I, mean, I never thought. And I never thought. thought that gambling was going to be on top of it that quickly, right? I mean... I thought eventually you were going to have all this stuff, but I didn't think this quickly, no. And also at the time, you know, you always think, hey, I'm going to do something, and then maybe if I'm lucky, you know, ESPN will buy us for a few million bucks or something. And you just, you don't really think, oh, wow, I'm going to build this thing that's worth billions of dollars. It's not – at least I didn't. Most people don't, I think. But um, even if they say they do later, I think most people – But you've kept it through these years, and I'm sure you had plenty of chances to have someone gobble it if they want. I'm sure you got plenty of offers. Oh, yeah. Well, at any point in time, the way I look at it is what's next? And right now it's hard to imagine we can't build this thing a lot bigger. And I feel well, what like is I'll next? Tell me, wait, wait, are we going to – do we see the point? Because a couple of owners have said to me, I fear the in-stadium in experience is something we have to keep up with because if they have great TVs at home and the ability at home to do everything, why are they going to come to the game? So we have to give them something at the game. So I wonder, are we going to get to a point where we sit in the seat at the game and you can do everything right from your seat? I mean, will we see that day? I think so. I mean, with mobile, you kind of can do that already at the Meadowlands, for example, while you're watching the Jets and Giants. And, um, you know, I think you're going to start to see more interactivity uh, with the, the other fans in the stadium that's facilitated by the owners and the stadium operators. So, you know, much like they have games that they do, like, you know, uh, somebody wins a free, everybody wins a free taco, whatever, you're going to see stuff like that built around betting and in, game, in stadium stuff. Um, and then the other thing I think you're going to see is promotions and benefits for coming and doing it at the stadium. So if you come to the game, you get better odds on betting it or something like that. Interesting, interesting. But it'll all tie together. They know they need reasons to keep getting people there. That's a big key. I mean, because yeah. if, if, if you can start cutting your own camera angles at home and you have great televisions and you can sit there and bet every two seconds, you know, in-game. Do you see the in-games odds thing becoming very popular? Do you think that's going to be? It's been that's crazy. Every month. Can you, do you, that's going to keep going, right? Ever since we launched, every month it's 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 growing. It's unbelievable because you can actually bet folks during the game. I mean, you they don't know, realize you, it's there, people. At yeah, first. they not, just come no, in. No, they think you, you now bet can before. wager every break. You, yeah. you every commercial break, they will put an odds up now that is good for that commercial break. You know, until the next break. Until the game starts again, they will put – all right, so let me give the fans an example, okay? Uh, New England jumps – it was a 10-point favorite. They now jump out 21 nothing in the first quarter. So now they put up New England minus 24.5 points. 
Now the other team scores. Now it's New England 17 and a half points. And it changes throughout the entire game. And you can wager, and that's your that's your number at the end of the game based on what you took at that point. That goes on now for almost every game, right? Their in-game betting is what's driving all the growth in the UK. It's absolutely every game that's in, not even just changing the odds. You can actually cash out your original bet if you're up. Uh, you know, looks like it's going well. We'll offer you better odds to buy it back, or if you're down, how does that? How popular is that? Is that a popular feature? Yeah, I've heard you. It. I've heard you advertise that, but is that a popular feature that people well, like? There's it? two ways. Like you're saying, you can go and you could take the new odds, and right. um, some people do that, or you could say, you know what, I, I think I'm I'm cashing this one in because I feel like either, they're not going to win a game. Yeah, yeah or I the mean, other way around. I'm up and I'm going to bank some money, and then I'm going to go bet the other side or something like that because I think. I mean, you see people who think that the odds have gone too far one way so they'll cash out their bet that they're up on and then instead of taking the 24 and a half in the example use they're going the other way because they think it'll so there's different strategies different people use but we want to create middles and everything i'm not exactly. getting into i'm not getting into middles with them because i don't want to get that crazy <laughs> but i mean that's right though that's but everybody do. everybody tries to create middles all the time i mean it's a, i know people that's all they do is try to create middles during the week so uh but uh, do you? How many? From a standpoint of that, just the odds stuff. How many? How many odds makers do you have to? Do you employ one guy who is the guru for the whole thing, or is oh. or is it a consensus of a group? So you know, we use uh, use both. a service. We use services, and okay. we use. Um, you, so, you, do you have your own? We have a bit of both. So we have Johnny Avella who joined us. He's the closest thing to that one guy, but okay. he's more overseeing stuff. Okay. He's not, you know, that. And then you have algorithms that are giving you a lot of this too. So, so it's, especially it's, the in-game com- so stuff. So it's computer stuff. Yeah, it's too okay. fast sometimes for people. Like the stock market now. So yeah. you, it's all it's all done by machines. Some of it, and some of it's still manual. And okay. it depends on also, you know, what sport. You know, for the main sports where you're getting most of the betting, you got more eyeballs on it. For the smaller sports, you're just taking a feed from somewhere. Uh, it's funny. I, I didn't know you were using the machines because, you know, as people probably realize now, when you if you're watching the stock market ticker on, say, CNBC during the day and you see that Trump tweets out something that's going to be about tariffs and all of a sudden the market changes 300 points, those are machines making the trades. I that's mean, right. that's not even people. Those are machines tra- making the trades. That's right. Yeah, I mean, immediately they start making, and they, that's why you get these whipsaws now in the market because these machines are. So you're using the same kind of machines for your for exactly. your for your in-game bets. Yeah, and you know, fascinating for, stuff. It really is. Yeah, and and the other thing that's crazy about that is not only do the machines the machines actually are self-learning, so they get smarter as they see. Okay, I did this last time to adjust here, and I won, and this time, wow. so they actually adjust their own algorithms instead of having manual inputs from humans. Fascinating. I mean, that's it. So these these programs are, are being... They're literally rewriting themselves. That's what I mean. All the time. All the time. That's really fascinating. So you, with this stuff, it's almost like you, it's new stuff being invented almost daily, right? I mean, it's, it's all new stuff too, right? Yeah, exactly. It really is. I mean, and it's almost boundless how much stuff you can actually do. There's a whole new age with technology happening now where it used to be, I'll give you an example, like from a marketing standpoint, you would divide people up into like three or four categories based on characteristics and give them all different, you know, marketing treatments. Now you can literally personalize it. I can have a machine say, well, you're betting on these games in NFL, but these games on NBA and this, and so I'm going to give you your own custom offers. All really? can be done. With the machines, do you do that already decisions. for people or no? We do. Yeah. Really? 
Yeah, we have AI that we have that decides. So you treat people. You, you do you? I was going to ask you this. Do you? We don't give them different odds. It's different I was going to ask offers. you. You don't give them different so odds based on go, how they bet. You like if a guy always is a Yankee fan, he bets the Yankees every day. Are you going to give him higher odds because he betting the Yankees every day? Not different odds, but what you might see is you might go to the app and the Yankees bet is first, and somebody else who's betting the Mets they put the Mets first. It's kind of gotcha. like when you go to Netflix and it shows. Sure, you it this, tells you what you like. Yeah, because you watch this movie. Here's the movies we put up. There. Exactly. They do that every day. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Same kind of thing. Interesting. So you are trending on what the guy each better does. Mm-hmm. Right. It, yeah. Fat, and if people, yeah. if you look at it, like whether it's YouTube or Amazon, everybody's doing that now in tech. That's how they get you to buy new products. Right. If you, so if you go and look, if you go and look up a new car, there's going to be 20 new cars that come up on your thing now right afterwards. They, they follow you. They know. They know what you're doing. They know. Yeah. So you do the same thing with each of your clients. Well, for our own data, we're not following people no, around the internet, that. but yeah, the same idea on our own. How much? Uh, how do you have interaction with your clients at all? I mean, how, do you, how does it work with you? I mean, you have so many. How many clients do you have? You have probably oh, millions, millions, right? Yeah. So, so you really can't have that much interaction. But what what is the relationship like between a, someone who's a real player, like a, someone who's on your site every day? So you know, people. It's, it's partly up to them. Some people want to be private and left alone. Some people like to write into customer support every time they win something and have a conversation about it. So we try to engage with people however they like. And, you know, the most important thing for me is to use that feedback they give to improve the product. So we try to make sure that we're capturing what people are saying, you know. And, so you pay attention to what they say. Yeah. And oh, then we also, when we're launching something new, we take panels of customers and we do usability testing. We run them through different designs and say which one's easiest to use. We look at where they're faltering and say, okay, we got to improve this part of it. So we'll do a lot of that before we even launch a product. And then afterwards, we get feedback on what people like. Do your very heavy players get bonuses for playing? Do they get any kickback or any bonuses or anything special for playing? Do they get anything extra? You know, we try to give everything to everybody for the most part, but depending on the individual, if somebody is a big player, sometimes we'll give them. You got to take care of your better customers, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would think that makes sense. You probably got some people who play. You probably have some significant players, right? I'm sure you do, right? We do. Yeah. Uh, so what do you want to tell the, before you go, what do you want to tell the folks that you have coming up for the start of the football season? Got some big promotions. We got the million dollar top prize games in uh, fantasy I talked about, and then across the platform. Sports book, fantasy, whatever. We are doing a five hundred dollar match deposit bonus. Anybody can be eligible. You don't have to be a new customer. Even if you've been playing for years, you can go and take advantage of that. And it's the first time we've done anything this big. We're giving away a lot of money, so hopefully people will like it and uh, we'll do it again. But either way, it's there this year, so take advantage now. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, I mean, I'm obviously partial to, to, to you guys anyway because I, I have a relationship with DraftKings. I do stuff with them. Uh, I, Adam and I do something every I week on the site. Adam. Yeah, the listen, best. I do. And I had so much fun doing the tournament with the guys where they I, they went up and played against me every pick. I had I, I loved that doing amazing. that. that, that was, we had so much fun on that with that thing. So it was great during the whole tournament. So, yeah, you guys are doing a great job. So thanks very much. Uh, and uh, Ezra and everything. So all the guys, you know, that they, they do a great job. Uh, you got you got a very good crew. You do the guys I deal with are, are really good guys. So uh, you know what? Good luck to you this year and uh, and uh, continued success. Thank you. And Mike. I think that's enough for one day since you started at seven <laughs> o'clock this morning, right? Uh, this so you've is been my going most all day. Fun, so ended uh, ended on the right note. Thanks Thank very you for much. Thanks for me. coming on. Thanks, Mike. Jason Robbins, CEO of DraftKings. Back after this. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 